From the Capitol in Madison, this is Wiz Politics Midday. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam Kelnhofer here with a midday podcast brought to you by Spectrum. Today, I'm joined by my colleague, Kate Morton, in the office in Madison to talk about some lawsuits. Uh, I know lawsuits are riveting to all of our listeners, especially when they concern elections in Wisconsin, because it seems like the most important issues in Wisconsin always involve some sort of lawsuit. So, Kate, uh, why don't you kick it off? What's the most recent news on lawsuits involving elections in Wisconsin, which are less than eight weeks away, I'll say. Yeah, so Adam, not going to lie, it's a little hard to keep these all straight because there's a lot of lawsuits that are going on surrounding elections, but one of the more recent ones is regarding absentee ballot envelopes and whether or not clerks are able to correct certain information on them. Yeah, Kate, so we're talking specifically about the witness address portion of the absentee ballot envelope. Not the absentee ballot itself, the envelope that it comes in. And this is the section of that envelope where a witness, the witness of the voter voting in that as an absentee voter, uh, they can fill out their address so that we know that they are a Wisconsin voter, or so clerks, rather, know that they the witness is a Wisconsin voter. And there was a lawsuit that It seems was not quite settled because uh, there's almost always a chance for an appeal in lawsuits, which means they can almost never end, sometimes. Um, But in this case, Waukesha County Judge Michael Abrahamian ruled that the Wisconsin Elections Commission must rescind its 2016 guidance to local clerks across Wisconsin, instructing them how they can, quote-unquote, cure some of these deficiencies on the absentee ballot envelope. So Abrahamian said that that guidance needs to go away, that it's illegal, it uh, advises clerks to do something that is not allowed in the law, and he says that the law has been quite clear. So let's hear exactly what he had to say. I agree. Full, fair, and free elections are paramount, but they need to be according to law, and the law has always been that the addresses needed to be on these certifications. Uh, and I find that the, the guidance that was provided is contrary to that law. And therefore, the public interest weighs in favor of the injunction and against the stay. And for all those reasons, uh, as well as the reasons uh, outlined in um, more specifically in uh, the legislature's brief, I am uh, denying the motion for a stay. But Kate, That doesn't mean things are over here because the definition of what actually constitutes a full legal address on that ballot envelope is still up in the air. That guidance actually included a portion that kind of instructs clerks on how they can determine what actually constitutes or makes up a full and complete address in Wisconsin because... As we know, there are a lot of different kinds of addresses in Wisconsin, from fire numbers in rural areas to regular numbers and street addresses. Uh, some apartment buildings even have names that people go by. And the United States Postal Service has its own definition of what constitutes an address. And as many of you, I'm sure, know, if you address a letter to someone and it doesn't quite include all of the usually necessary uh pieces of information on there, many times it will still end up where it needs to go. So 
That is definitely an interesting issue. And Abrahamian, uh, in issuing his ruling, said he didn't actually intend to make that unclear. He only wanted to touch the portion of the guidance that instructs clerks on absentee ballot envelope curing. And we're likely going to see some more news on this issue because um, there are some attorneys on the side of WEC, not necessarily WEC attorneys, but um, Jeff Mandel, the founder of Law Forward, suggested he might actually go forward with an appeal on this case. So uh, this one doesn't seem to be over quite yet, Kate. That's right. And moving forward, Adam, this will essentially create a little bit more work for clerks. Instead of filling out that missing address information, they will have to directly contact voters if there's anything missing. And it also does kind of create some questions for clerks about what constitutes an address, which could lead to future litigation. That's right, Kate. And what do we love more than future litigation in Wisconsin? Nothing. Speaking of new litigation, Kate, I know that you found a new lawsuit involving elections, so let's hear what does that cover? Yes, that's right. So this time it's the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty has filed a lawsuit against the Wisconsin Elections Commission. So basically this lawsuit is regarding a national voter registration form that WEC has been using and Will is arguing that using this form is a violation of state law. Specifically, their issue is with the form not having a specific question about felony convictions. And Kate, just quick before you go any further on there, I think it's really important to note that Will is a conservative legal group. Yes, that's right. So so what they're addressing basically is in state law, voter registration forms have to include a section that allows the state to obtain information from the voter, including whether they've been convicted of a felony that they haven't been pardoned for, and whether they're on parole, probation, or extended supervision. So what Will is arguing is that this form doesn't include a specific question to address that. However, the form does include a section that requires voters to certify that they meet the eligibility requirements in order to vote, which you are not eligible to vote if you are convicted of treason, felony, or bribery. And a second aspect of that lawsuit is an issue related to a question that asks the voter to indicate their race or ethnic background. Will is arguing that That question shouldn't be on the form because WEC is required to go through a rulemaking process in order to add additional questions. However, I would just note quickly that the question is considered optional in the state of Wisconsin. So, Adam, this is kind of part of a lot of litigation that the Wisconsin Elections Commission has seen over the years since 2020, and something that The Election Commission Administrator Megan Wolf actually mentioned during the WIS Politics Luncheon earlier this week is it's been a challenge dealing with all of these legal issues over the past couple of years. Yeah, Kate, there are certainly a lot of lawsuits that the Elections Commission is involved in, and another one that they were involved in that is pretty much settled at this point uh, went to the federal courts, the uh, Eastern District Court of Wisconsin, where uh, Judge James Peterson ruled that 
the state of Wisconsin must provide some sort of help to voters who are disabled and have trouble because of their disability voting in elections. And he basically said that voters in the United States, which obviously includes Wisconsin, have the right to be able to cast their ballot. And states can't really restrict that just because they have disabilities. Not that Wisconsin was necessarily trying to restrict disabled voters, at least the Elections Commission wasn't, um, but there was an interesting law, and the language in that law essentially required voters who wanted to vote absentee to place their ballot in the mailbox or give it to the clerk in person. So, um... Peterson said that doesn't really jive with the Voting Rights Act or the Americans with Disability Act because that prevents a lot of disabled voters who don't have that ability from essentially casting their ballot, and that is disenfranchisement for those disabled voters. So, Kate, there have been a lot of lawsuits floating around Wisconsin involving the government, and that means there are a lot of lawyers getting paid, but still... Former governor, Republican Tommy Thompson, said earlier this year there is a shortage of attorneys, and he said that's something he never thought he would actually say, but it's clear that there's no shortage of work for attorneys in Wisconsin. So, Kate, how many lawyers do you think have gained employment just from all of the lawsuits across Wisconsin? Wow. It's hard to say. I think it's probably a lot. I mean, if you just... I don't know if it's necessarily the quantity more as the, but more the expense more so, I would say. Yeah, no, this is is definitely getting expensive. As we saw with the whole Gableman investigation with the Office of Special Counsel, that's the investigation uh, that's been, it's done now, actually. Uh, It went on for quite a long time. It was originally slated to have a $676,000 budget, but we've seen the cost of taxpayers on that whole investigation ballooned to well over a million dollars because of litigation involving that investigation, which taxpayers have to pay for. So if our listeners want to read more about that new will lawsuit that you talked about, Kate, they can head over to our website at wispolitics.com, where we'll be sure to track through the end of that lawsuit as we do with every lawsuit that we cover. But for now... I'm Adam Kelnhofer. I'm Kate Morton. Thanks for tuning in to another Midday Podcast brought to you by Spectrum. This has been WISPolitics Midday. For more state government and political news, visit wispolitics.com.